Hello there, I'm Patrick Stroth. Welcome to M&A Masters, where I speak with the leading experts in mergers and acquisitions. And we're all about one thing here, that's a clean exit for owners, founders, and their investors. Today, I'm joined by Natasha Mays and Vivian Conway, better known as Tash and Viv, founders of East the Graham. From their home base in New Zealand, that's right, the country New Zealand, Tash and Viv provide consulting and execution services dedicated to fast-tracking a company's Instagram growth and engagement. Now, what excites me about this entire subject is a challenge that all business owners have, not just mergers and acquisitions, but attorneys, bankers, private equity. The challenge is how can you separate yourself, your firm, and your message above all the others and cut through the clutter to distinguish yourself to your ideal clients. And so we're always interested in finding new tools or new processes or new platforms. And this is one that, you know, I didn't think about, but contrary to conventional wisdom, Instagram isn't just for millennials. Business owners right now are racing to find ways to better connect their customers, prospects, as well as colleagues and influencers through this most uh, powerful of new social media platforms. So Tash, Viv, thanks for joining me today and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us, Patrick. Very happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to chat about all things Instagram marketing today. It's it's, going to be eye-opening to say the least. Before we get into Instagram and, you know, ace the gram and other grams that might be uh, in the discussion today, why don't you tell us about yourselves also do identify you know which one is talking every now and then so we, we can get a feel for that but tell us how did you get to this point in your career yes sure so it's for reference it's tash currently talking and this is my voice i'm viv <laughs> so we started our business ace the gram about four years ago um we met when we were studying at otago university which is in new zealand we were actually studying food science at the time um but viv began a sportswear label, a sportswear brand, and she started using Instagram to market that business. And she was finding that she was getting a lot of website traffic and a lot of orders from Instagram, from people finding her brand on Instagram. Um, And simultaneously, I was starting a creative account on Instagram where I could showcase my photography and my healthy food and recipes. Um, So gradually, that became what some people call an influencer account. And I was doing collaborations with various brands. um, And Viv was getting more sophisticated with her Instagram marketing techniques for business. Um, And then we kind of went down the line a little. We were consulting a lot with each other. And we started taking on clients and helping them do what we'd done for our pages for their business. And then eventually we combined. And then four years later, it's kind of been a crazy journey. But yeah, we've learned a lot. Uh, and Viv, you want to throw in anything? Yeah, no, I normally let Tash um, give the backstory there. Um, and I suppose, yeah, it just does make us unique coming from that brand and influencer point of view. I think that's what a lot of our clients enjoy about the way that we work with that general understanding of how it works from both sides in terms of collaborations. And I think as well, one of the our favourite things about what we do is we've worked with such a range of industries. So, from, you know, real estate agents to consultants to product business owners to events companies, every Instagram strategy is so different and we tailor an Instagram strategy exactly for the company because that intention is really different. So we really like, um, you know, the creative 
the creative way that you have to think of different strategies for each specific industry or company? A lot of us aren't real um, social media savvy right now. We've just either by choice or intimidation or whatever, just haven't gotten in, into using social media as, as you know the, the younger folks have. Do me a favor for the audience, describe what Instagram is, how it's different from some of the other social media platforms. And then also, if you could talk about you know, what are influencers uh, and, and some of the other jargon that's out there relative that, that would help us as we learn more about Instagram. Yeah, great question. I think when, you know, if you're not using a lot of social media, it can be really overwhelming with knowing which platform to kind of choose. Um, and it really depends on well, where is your audience? Where do they spend most time? You might find that your audience spends a lot of time on Twitter or Facebook, um, but Instagram has just hit more than a billion monthly active users, so which is a massive number, and it just means that your audience is on the platform. So it's about, in our position, how can we get in front of our audience because we know that, we're, that, that they're there and they're using the platform. Um, we're seeing some different platforms come out at the moment with the Gen Z really leading the charge around the TikTok sort of era at the moment, but um, a lot of people are still, you know, advertising on Facebook with pay to play because people are still there and so on. Yeah, so I think the difference is between the main platforms. Um, so Facebook actually owns Instagram. They bought them quite a few years ago now. Um, and Facebook's more for information and, you know, to your friends with all your friends and family, you might like a few business pages. But Facebook is different now because to create any impact as a business on Facebook, it is pay to play. So you won't be shown to that audience um, who likes your business page on Facebook without paying. Um, you only get shown to, I think, 0.01% of those organic reach at the moment, whereas Instagram is a more visual platform. So it's more about the visual content that you're putting out um, and you are on a level playing field with a normal user. So if you have a business account, you're shown in the algorithm to just as many people as a personal account would be. Um, so we're seeing that because you're not getting penalized for that and because Instagram has such a high engagement rate, which means various people using the platform tend to action more than other platforms. So for example, all you can do on Instagram is scroll down a feed of images and like or comment as you go or watch stories. Um, and that means that the engagement on the platform is really high because they're laser focused on this one piece of content at one at a time, um, which can be super powerful for brands. And a picture speaks a thousand words. So when a brand has a grid of images that, you know, display their key messages in visual form, and then they've got some captions and some other assets to back that up, then that can be amazing for, you know, a business's messages and to show those messages to their target audience. Well, the goal for business owners, and I'm coming from the platform of LinkedIn, which is the more business CVs, resume display out there. And it's, it's amazing how many people are on LinkedIn that don't even have a picture, which is a tremendous you know, hurdle for a lot of people to deal with. But you know, the goal for business owners right now is to get out there and they want to develop trust and then also create sustainable relationships with both clients and I guess centers of influence is what we used to call it, or, or, or influencers. How can that be accomplished in Instagram? How does that work? Yeah, I, that's a great question as well. Uh, we were having a chat with, um, I'm not sure if you're aware of Sabrina Phillips. She's a 
women's business coach and part of what she talks about a lot and she talked about it on our podcast a little bit was that you know a website can only say so much and it can be often static but the thing about social media and the thing about Instagram in particular is that you can give people insight into more than more than just your services are offering. So you can take them a little bit behind the scenes. You can really build trust and um, through authenticity and relatability, um, build a connection with someone at like a one-to-many ratio, not just a one-to-one. And with that being said, it also allows, you know, it also becomes a channel that you can communicate with people back and forth as well instantly. So it's a massive tool that can be used in that space as well. Yeah, so Sabrina has a multi-multi-million dollar consulting business company and she credits a lot of that to her Instagram and her social media personal branding presence. So she not only talks about, you know, say she's running a big business mastermind in Bali or Morocco, then she'll then take her audience in a more intimate form through that experience so that then they want that experience too. So they'll buy it. So they'll see, they'll see that displayed on stories and various posts. Um, She'll talk to the camera. She'll, she'll show that whole business journey, which you can't really do as well on any other platform. So Instagram's that's Instagram superpower as you can show every, the whole holistic of holistic picture of your business um, more than you can on any other platform, which really resonates with people. Because I think in 2020, um, for brands to be successful, they have to act more like people. And for people to be successful, they have to act more like brands. And it's that intersection, which we're seeing. So we're seeing those you know, those key business leaders often have a really strong personal brand or they've bought a strong branded personality into their business. And Instagram can showcase that incredibly. Okay. Well, you you mentioned Sabrina. Tell, let's t- talk about business applications because a lot of our audience are going to be in the financial sector uh, between the private equity, uh, business owners themselves, investors, uh, bankers, particularly investment bankers and M&A attorneys and other corporate uh, attorneys. Give us some examples of how a business owner or a professional in this space that you've worked with has engaged you and, and what you've done for them. So I think, for example, um, if you're a lawyer or an accountant, so we, we've worked with an accountant who was like, okay, cool, we've got this big accounting company, um, corporate, and they want to get their name out there more um, and attract that target audience using Instagram. So a lot of that became about, okay, how can they provide the best value to their audience so that they'll choose them above their competitors and they'll have that multiple touch point with that company. And one of those ways was education. So it was thinking, okay, what are these little tidbits that people can find out about the accounting world that'll just give them quick fixes that we can make visual for Instagram. So then we made like branded tiles, um, which were just little text, colorful, um, in your face, sort of visually appealing tiles that we could post on that account with little facts and little helpful tips for their target audience. So that was one content pillar. And then another content pillar would be, you know, more about the people that they work with and showcasing some of the brands that they work with and that story behind them. Um, and then the third content pillar was more, it's kind of that, if you if your audience has heard of Gary Vee, it's that jab, 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 right hook mentality on social. So it's value, value, value. And then you offer your service or what you can offer someone that they can buy from you. Um, and then that would be 
the fourth content pillar or the third content pillar. So we break down an Instagram strategy into what that person's intention is of and then who their client is and then the best value that we can give that client and then what that looks like in the form of content and captions. And then we can either run that for them and do all of that or we can consult with them on the more strategy level. And you're actually at an advantage when you are in an industry which um, can be confusing for the end user. So, you know, if you are the expert and you're either the attorney or say you are the accountant, um, there's a lot of information in your field that other people or your clients find really confusing. So, for example, that, that accounting firm I saw them put up you know, a story the other day saying, hey, did you know minimum minimum wage is going up on the 1st of April? Um, you know, and it's just little tips like that that are actually really helpful and relevant to the audience. Um, and they're just then seen as providing constant value, which is awesome. Yeah. And I would say that as well for um, investors who want to create more more value for the companies that they're investing in is you look at someone like Mark Cuban and he talks, he's got a strong personal brand. And if he uses a platform like Instagram, if he then starts to showcase some of the brands that he has invested in, um, then that's suddenly giving them more traction and them more audience eyes because he's then providing value to them and then therefore making them more valuable to help himself. So it can really benefit in that way as well. So you can be a an investment banker or uh an investor in a company you could be that company's kardashian as the ambassador going out and really push pushing up pushing up the profile of of a company a hundred percent it's like it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy it's like how gary v prides himself on being you know investing in facebook or snapchat or whatever it is and then watching them blow up and now he's so influential that when he you know, has invested in TikTok and then says, I've invested in TikTok, so therefore it's going to be so big and successful. And all these companies who see him as an opinion leader in social media, therefore jump on TikTok. It is the self-fulfilling prophecy for him. And that's what he's created purely from his social media presence. I love that um, Kardashian of the company analogy. That's great. (laughs) We'll use that. Yeah. Very good. It, it's all yours. I, I steal from a lot of other people and other things, so that's quite all right. <laughs> what you define for what's your ideal client profile for Instagram? Yeah, awesome. Okay, so the best um, when we really gel, like when we're really in our zone of excellence, is when we are working with. Um, often marketing teams, we're often working with public companies and larger corporates um, and we're working in with their marketing team on working out, okay, how can we front, front foot your brand messages? How can we get across to your audience um, what we want to share? Because often a lot of um, larger companies are actually doing really positive initiatives in the community. So it's about not only sharing what they're there in terms of key messages, but actually, um, you know, spreading the good work that they do as well. Um, and that's we've seen some really good results in that area as well. Yeah, I think it becomes, you know, there's obviously the mar and power businesses that have their have their business and want to showcase its key messages, um, and that's really important for their direct sales. Whereas when it comes to a bigger corporate, um, then it's actually about all these things that's happening behind the scenes of their businesses, you know, the things that they're sponsoring, the clients they've taken on, the um, initiative that they're doing, their core messaging. And it's about streamlining all of that information into, you know, what do we actually want to share and what do we want to get out to our audience and prospective people? um, And how can we do that in a really value giving, 
impactful way. And I think that's what we specialize in for that type of client is streamlining what is actually going to resonate with people on social and then curating a feed around that. Okay. So it's essentially, it's going to be not just publicly traded companies. It could be all size companies, preferably somebody with either chief marketing officer, or they have some resources toward marketing already, just not this particular channel and organizations or, or founders or investors that they they don't need to create content or create their identity from scratch. They have a message. They can they can fine tune it, but they know what they they want to say. They've got it. It's just I don't know how to get this message onto this platform. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, what we've realized is so many of these big companies and they have this core message, which is why they started, but that seems to get sort of diluted and lost across all the different things that they're a part of. Whereas what Instagram does is it brings it back to that core message and their core reason that they exist. And then it streamlines the messages that reflect that into the world um, to then resonate with those people as to why they started the business. Um, So that's why yeah, we like to work with people who already know their brand and know their identity, but they're like, okay, you know, marketing managers are often so swamped with all the things that they have to do and founders don't have time to suddenly learn about this social media platform that they should be on. Um, and that's where we can take the reins for them. And I just think with the requirements, to, you have to post certain things. What do you post? When do you post? If there are responses coming in, how do you deal with them? I think it's just somebody that organizes that kind of that that kind of platform is would be most helpful and somebody's done it already so you you kind of can set up the the process or the schedules the timetables for the activities and so forth so i i think that's real good what does if you're bringing on this ideal client okay what does an engagement look like what's the time frame if they've got a message they haven't done any videos or anything yet which you know they could pretty much do that fairly quickly but What's it like time frame wise onboarding? What what does that look like? Because I can see a lot of people very interested in this to to get a feel. So what's it like engaging with you guys? I like that you bring up content um, because often, you know, we could we could start, you know, we could have a chat with someone and break down a strategy session an hour or so um, and get started on an Instagram tomorrow. Um, but the reality is it's, it comes back to content. So, the you know, the basis of any Instagram account comes back to their value. Um, so we need to understand what kind of content they've got available, what kind of, um, you know, photos, videos, whatever it is, um, what different key dates are coming up, what needs to be covered in the stories and how, um, and also where we're sort of headed. So, um it's about, yeah, will we be creating content? Have they got content already? Like you say, if it can be created, um, it's about bringing that back. And then with the captions, understanding um, that brand's tone of voice. So really diving deep into those brand guidelines um, and figuring out how we're going to best push it out there and going a little bit of, um, you know, getting approval in terms of drafts. Um, and then, but the turnaround time always comes back to strategy sessions as well. So yeah. um, that would happen the first time. And then every month we continue to sit down and, um, you know, figure out what's working, what can be improved on and go from there. Yeah. So I think timing wise, it would be about three interactions. So it would be initially just, um, you know, testing the waters, seeing if it's going to work. We only take on clients that we actually see that Instagram could create a powerful impact for because um, we want to 
do best for the client. Um, so first interaction and then second interaction is you're on board, it's all happening, we're strategizing, we're getting the content calendar and everything sorted. And then in between the second interaction and the third interaction is when that cl- that marketing manager or founder is getting together all of their content assets or they're taking that content and we can instruct them how to do that. Um, and then the third interaction is basically, cool, we're up and running, it's all happening. Um, this is what we've learned. This is what we're tweaking. Do you have any feedback? And then it's all go. The, uh, the question I have as as a, a prospective client would look at this is, okay, right, I've got the content. We'll, we'll have our strategy session. How long from the strategy session until we're actually on Instagram? Number one. So you're, that could be three to four weeks if, we, if, if everything else is kind of in place. You know, tell me if I'm right or wrong there. In addition to that, then, when do you get the feedback? Okay, we've posted on Instagram. How long does it take to get feedback? So we give it, we do monthly analytics reportings every month. So, um, and that's also to keep us really fresh with um, those key dates coming up and what we wanted to push for that company in that month. Um, So if we did our strategy call and you had all the content ready to go, then we would start your Instagram account that week. Um, And then we'd be posting say five times a week and then um you would get your first report the month after that strategy session and then from there you would get a report every month and we would tweak things every month so i'm I'm sorry so if you say you're posting five times a week so monday through friday there would be an instagram post yes and, yeah okay and then um does that go on the whole month or is it just one one week of that and then a week off and then another week what's the pattern it's yeah five times a week four weeks in a month, every, wow. every month. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. And you're helping organize all that. That's a lot of messaging. Um, well, give me your, that's not, that's not oversaturating a message out there. I can just see people that would post on LinkedIn, you know, every day and that starts to get a little monotonous, but, but this is nice and fresh because I guess it's instant as, as the messages go through. But the uh, what's the timetable for a, a client response or a market response out there? I know you're doing the analytics, but can, can somebody expect that maybe they'll get pinged or liked or somebody will reach out to them within a certain amount of time? Yeah, yeah. they'll definitely straight off the bat because we'll do a hashtag strategy to get them in front of the right people, et cetera. So they'll start to get likes straight away. Um, okay. But from the inquiry standpoint, then it's often about gaining that traction and building that trust over time. Because um, as we know, social media platforms, there's no silver bullet growth hack to make you incredible overnight. So it is that gradual build of trust and touch points um, and getting that traction with people who might be your clients. So then we would say, um, then we'd start to get probably messages and um, DMs and inquiries after maybe two months and then we would hope that that would increase more and more and then we would look at what we'd done the previous month and sit, had a look at what was generating the most um, feedback, so the most engagement and inquiries, and then we would double down on that. Well, your honesty on the no instant gratification is helpful. And I guess what happens is, is because those posts are going out each day, you're going to just have a, a greater sample size and you're going to find out and find out a lot faster if a particular content piece or, or a thought I thought piece that went out, did it did it resonate or not? So I think that's helpful. Also, I, I really think you should 
push the analytics uh, because I think that's a very, very helpful thing for those of us that have marketing messaging, but we don't have uh, the capability for the analytics. So I think that's a that's a tremendous value add. Anything else you want to tell us about uh, uh, Instagram, how you came up with the name, stuff like that? How did we come up with the name? That's a great it, it question. Was, it was a reference to cards. It was a reference oh, yeah. to cards. Um, but do you want to know something funny yeah. about Instagram? Is it's, so it's Ace the Grand, as in when we were thinking about this, we were thinking, you know, the Ace card. King, you, Queen, Ace. King, Queen, Ace. Queen, King, Ace. When yeah. you do something Ace, you do a good job. And then obviously Ace in the Gram because Instagram. Um, but a couple of times people have been a bit suspicious of our business because of the word Gram. Um, so once we got these all these company stickers sent to New Zealand to sent to us um, with our logo on it, um, and then they went missing and we we're really confused as to why. And then a couple of months later, a cop called me um, and they said, hey. Because this is New Zealand and so like every like the <laughs> cop knew Tash who was involved. This is New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The, the cop said, um, yeah, the cop said, did you ever get stickers made for your business? And we we're like, yes. Oh, have you found them? We've never found them. They never turned up. Um, and he said, well, we've actually just done a big drug bust and we've found your stickers on one of the boxes of drugs. And we were like, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Well, that's, it, it, it's colorful. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely a different story. It's definitely well, a different story. It was so funny. Yeah, but safe to say we have nothing to do with drugs. No, but, um, but, yeah, it well, was a bit California, of a, you have to say not that there's anything wrong with that because there are certain things that are now legal that that in the past were were uh, in the gray area we, we should say and yeah. so but, you, know, yeah. you know that you know you've got your labels you've got your stickers and everything and I I can also advise people I wouldn't worry about the time difference between New Zealand and California anywhere thanks to technology uh, that that's a bridge that's easily crossed as a matter of fact it's probably easier speaking with you on a strategy session than driving from Silicon Valley into San Francisco. So uh, that that is an, uh, uh, an impediment of any type. Ladies, how can our listeners find you? Great question. Um, we are available um, at acethegram.com and on Instagram at acethegrampodcast. Yeah, and if you'd like to email us, it's just hello at acethegram.com. Okay. It just just simple hello at acethegram.com. Okay. Yeah. And then your your podcast that they found on Apple, all those other podcast places as well? It's on yeah. all the places. Yep. Just called Acethegram. Have a listen. Very good. Really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun learning about this. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a certain M&A insurance firm is uh, going to be participating on, on Instagram in the not too distant future. So Ladies, thank you very much, and I encourage everybody to have a look. Thanks so much for having us, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick.